0: in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: The Green Bay Packers select... Will the next superstar to play for Green Bay be drafted today? It's time for pick-by-pick coverage of the first round on the Green and Gold Draft Show. Presented by Brothers Consolidated Heating and Cooling, Schultz Family Beef... Q Club of Wisconsin, Associated Builders and Contractors of Wisconsin Apprenticeship, ABC Audio Video, and West Bend Sausage Plus. Broadcasting live on the Bill Michaels Radio Network and being heard across the state of Wisconsin and into Illinois and Minnesota. Your hosts for tonight... Bill Michaels, and former Badgers and Packers running back Gary Ellerson from the Wendy's Big Show on AM 1250 and 105.7 FM,
2: The Fan in Milwaukee. Good evening. It is the 2020 NFL Draft. We have finally made it to somewhat meaningful sports chatter. Thank you for joining us tonight. I am Bill Michaels, and I am broadcasting from my Humble abode, also in his humble abode, is Gary Ellerson, former Packer and Badger running back. Radio Joe and Zola running things back in our game day studios. Who will they take? We don't know, but we know there's some aggressiveness chatter going on out there regarding the Packers moving up. We know that Miami is trying to garner enough number one so they can get Joe Burrow from Cincinnati, who says they will not trade. Will there be <laughs> trades? How is this going to go? I don't know, but social media-wise, it's going to be fun. And also, social distancing, it's a little bit weird, and it's different. But we're going to have a great time. Gary, how you doing, buddy?
3: Good, bud. How you doing? You laid it all out. You're right. There's a lot of chatter out there right now. Maybe the Green Bay Packers are looking to move up. I mean, listen, if they're going to move up, Bill, I, I, I got to suspect – it, it can't be a receiver, can it? I mean, you can get whatever you want at 30 or trade back and still get the same guy within the first 10 picks in the second round. If they move up, to me, it's, it's got to be about maybe Kenneth Murray, a linebacker, and then all of a sudden hearing about a cornerback out of Utah, this Jalen Johnson kid. I, I, I don't know yep. if I like a cornerback, but – You know, if they don't bring Jamon Williams back, I think that's an issue for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, Jamon Williams last year played about 80% of the snaps on the defensive side of the ball. That's a big chunk to to miss from your defensive backfield. And plus, if you think about it, a lot of those guys got hurt or they do get hurt a lot. And you're probably playing a lot of diamond nickels. So I understand, but I don't understand. But I think if you move up, you got to be looking at the linebacker from Oklahoma.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. you got to be going after uh, Kenneth Murray. Kenneth Murray comes with some serious chops, and he is the top-rated, according to our lads scouting services, he is the top-rated linebacker. Now, if you look at Pro Football Weekly, they have him flip-flopped a little bit. Uh, he is still rated highly, but he is right behind. Uh, he is then right behind Patrick Queen. I don't think he can go wrong in either direction. The difference is Murray has the ability to cover. He's got a ton of speed, and that guy likes to stick his nose in and blow things up. So that might be the difference, which what makes him uh, a little more versatile to the Green Bay Packers and say, Patrick Queen. But uh, if, the pa- if the Packers are going to get a- a- aggressive, I would be shocked if they get aggressive to take a wide receiver. But Gary answered me this, and I said this during my show today, um, the last time they went number one on a wide receiver was Javon Walker. Had right. it not been for the ACL and the MCL tear that he had and his own people in his ear telling him he was a god, that mm-hmm. guy went up and got it in his first year for Brett Favre. And in my opinion, he had he stayed in Green Bay – and not gotten arrogant and not gotten a little bit off the rails and really not gotten injured. That guy had a hell of a hell of ability.
3: I thought he could have been a hell of a wide receiver for the Packers. Yeah, things just got goofy. And that happens to a lot of players sometimes. You get people in your ear, you don't really understand the totality of everything. You want to be paid more money, and it just doesn't work out right. And then you. End up not doing the right things. Next thing we know, he's in Denver. And his career has never really been the same. It kind of trailed off from there. But, yeah, what a what a talent out of Florida State, Leroy Butler School. But, you know, I, I, I think if you look at the Packers right now, they haven't taken a receiver in the first round since him. And so maybe they need to. I mean, we'll, we'll see how that pans out. If they stay at 30, then I think that's what they would do. If they don't, maybe they move back, they still can get the same guy. But like I said, if they're looking to move up, it's got to be a defensive player. It can't be an offensive player.
2: So with all of this being said, this we are, we are you and I, Joe, everybody is treading right now in uncharted territory. We know about social distancing and the times in which we live. When you look at this NFL draft – I want to think there isn't going to be any hiccups other than just the backgrounds are going to be a little bit weird from where we see particular people sitting. Uh, I don't know if you saw the picture. Did you see the picture of Andy Reid earlier today?
3: Yeah, that's a great picture. Oh, my God. Uh, it's like the man yeah. rolled out of bed and yeah. he had some jam yes. shorts on. Yes, and- yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bill, he looks about, that's about how I look right now. I don't know what you got on, but oh, that's man. kind of how I roll rolling, man. That's,
2: no, I didn't get dressed up for yeah. this one. I'm just in a yeah, pair of sweats no. and, a, and, a, and a shirt. Right. But I uh, I cleaned up the office. I did a little social yeah. media ahead of time. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. had the grill going. I brought up the Al Capone roast. I got the dogs by my yeah. side, and I'm ready for a yeah. night of football. But yeah, Andy Reid came down. It's like Andy's like, well, I got this. But then again, it's it's that's actually typical probably for a lot in this draft right now. Because all the arguing, all the screaming, all the yelling, all the uh, "this is my guy, no, this is my guy" is done. Uh, it's really right now to Brian Gudekins, maybe a few of his close people to make a couple of calls and or take some trade calls, but really all the hard work is done. Right. No, you know, it, it, I mean they don't I, have a lot think, to do. Well,
3: what, well, I think right now you just rely on your board and what you got. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be different for him, Bill, in that. Because uh, there's a lot of chatter about the Green Bay Packers and the hierarchy and all that. I mean, we we've had we had a couple guys come on last week, and we had some local guys from, you know, the, the Green Bay area talk about, well, really, this is Brian Coons. This is his draft. He's making a call. He's doing this, and then we got some national guys. As well, no, Brian Goodenkoos isn't making a call. Is is Mark Murphy is making a call? And I, and I have a hard time believing that Mark no. Murphy is making a call because he's not even there. So right. he's that got ain't happening. no. That's not happening. So I mean, you believe what you want to believe. This is Brian Goodenkoos' draft. He's making a call, and I just don't get when people, uh, yeah, does 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 Martin know what knows what's going on? Yeah, he knows what's going on. All bosses should know what's going on, right? I mean, that, right. that's just the way it goes. I mean, that's how you have, well, I guess folks don't understand, that's how you have great teamwork. That was the problem with the Green Bay Packers in years past, that no one knew what everybody else was doing. Ted was doing his own thing. So I don't think it's a bad thing that 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 maybe uh, Martin Murphy knows what's going on. But this is, make no mistake about it, this is Brian Goodencoom's draft. Uh, he he's making a call. I mean, he's the only one that's going to be in the room. Um, most certainly, they got a board. It's all set out. Should, does does Mark know what the board looks like? Yeah. Should he know what the board looks like? Yeah. Right. So uh, so make no mistake about it. That's the way I feel about it. I, you know, and we we don't know um, as of yet. I don't think Bill that we know what Brian's style is uh, as of yet. We know that he'll dig in free agency because we saw that last year. But I still don't have a feel for him one way or the other in the draft. I hear a lot of chatter about them moving up. I don't know if that's a smoke screen or not.
2: I uh I don't know how to judge him through the draft. I know that he has picked some guys that have been solid players and then there's some guys that were a little bit higher up that, you know, like a Jamon Moore who they brought in, and you were hoping that he would pan out, and he just never did. So they've got some guys in there, too, that um, you look at uh, you, you look at guys like Jamon Moore. You look at a guy like Oren Burks, who's trying to make a name for himself. Third-round draft pick, fourth-round draft pick for Jamon Moore. That hasn't necessarily panned out yet. Cole Madison took a season off, albeit he came back last year before he got injured. Equinemia St. Brown, Marquez Valdez-Scanling. They've got to prove some things here. So we don't know how good or how bad his drafting is. What we do know is this is a very important draft for Brian Goodekinst when it comes to filling the bucket now and having talent that is going to last for longevity for the Green Bay Packers and the franchise. Because, uh, you know, the one thing that I've talked about a lot is there is no tomorrow. You know, your window's beginning to close with Aaron Rodgers in this career. Now, Aaron Rodgers thinks he can he can play until he's 43, 44, 45, and that's great. If he can, then tremendous, because then you got maybe seven, eight, nine years before it's done. But uh, your likelihood of winning a Super Bowl is in the immediate future. So you have to hit, and you have to hit on a lot of these guys that you're choosing. Out of the ten draft choices you have tonight, six have to be, uh, I would say, uh, players, uh, two of which you're hoping for pro bowlers. Because I went through uh, Ted's early drafts today, and you start to look at his first three and four and five drafts. There's pro bowlers there, and that's the way you win. You win when you got a bunch of pro bowlers on your team that are going to be able to lead, be able to play, be able to make big plays when it counts, and uh, they haven't had those pro bowlers. Now, Darnell Savage could possibly turn into a guy like that. Certainly, he's a t- he's a tough player. Jair Alexander certainly could turn into a guy like that. Uh, But you're waiting for some pro bowlers to emerge to help lead and guide this team and support what Aaron Rodgers and Zedarius and Preston Smith and those guys have going on.
3: No, you are, and and they've got to hit. I mean, I I think if you look at the Green Bay Packers right now, they were so close last year in that NFC Championship game. And I'm thinking, you know, you you need to – yeah, they won 13, 14 games, right? But it it still felt like they needed a receiver, obviously, of Devontae Adams. It, it, it felt like after we saw the, the, the Philadelphia game and the, the two games against the 49ers, it felt like we need more defensive help, whether it be at linebacker or defensive lineman. I mean, and, and then all of a sudden, within the season, we thought Jimmy Graham was the answer. And now it also feels like that you need a tight end. Now, Jay Sternberger mm-hmm. is coming back. You spent a relatively high draft pick on him. But you, it feels like you still need more than one. And so I know Mercedes Lewis, he's almost a, a, a blocker more than a receiver, although you could throw him a couple five-yard passes, but I think he's more of a blocker. You look at Tunyon, but you're just you you're looking for, at tight end, you're looking for a Jermichael Finley type, what you used to have, or a Jared Cook, who you didn't go back and resign. That's the kind of tight end that you're looking for right now within this offense.
2: Uh, let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We are counting down to uh, Cincinnati being on the clock. It is expected that they are not going to trade away their first round pick, their first overall pick. Uh, and we know that Miami has been trying to garner spots in the NFL draft, trying to move up to give Cincinnati a couple of extra picks uh, this year and next year because they desperately want Joe Burrow. They've been trying to trade with the uh, New York Giants and try to get into that particular position. Uh, and then Cincinnati could drop back a ways and take maybe Tua and, uh, and then keep uh, Andy Dalton around for a year or two if Tua doesn't necessarily work out right away because they have made significant offseason moves as well, trying to bolster that squad. They just don't have that quarterback right now that they need. So uh, we'll see what happens. Cincinnati is saying they are not trading away the first overall pick, that they are going to take Joe Burrow. So when they go on the clock, it will be interesting uh, to see if Miami ups the offer. But we'll wait and see. We are uh, bringing you live draft coverage of the 2020 NFL Draft. He's Gary Ellerson. I'm Bill Michaels. Radio Joe Zola back in our uh, game day studios. Stay tuned. We've got more coming up right after this. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
1: You're listening to the Green and Gold Draft Show on the Bill Michaels Radio Network. Presented by Brothers Consolidated Heating and Cooling and Schulze Family Beef. With Bill Michaels and former Packers Badgers running back Gary Ellerson.
2: Welcome back. It's the 2020 NFL Draft. We have about uh, 39 minutes, uh, 38 minutes to go until we get into Cincinnati being on the clock. And we are glad to have you on board tonight. Again, brought to you by our friends at Brothers Consolidated Heating and Air Conditioning. Great customer service, family style. They're on the web at brothersconsolidated.com. That is brothersconsolidated.com. Also, check in with us on Twitter. Where you're listening to the program, because we want to know all of our fans and all of our Packer fans all throughout the world. Joe listening to us. He says we're locked in on WNFL in Green Bay. Also, Ellie and Max listening to us up in Wausau, on our fine affiliate Fox Sports Radio there. And then I've got, uh, who is this? This is uh, Sam listening to us in Hilo, Hawaii. Hilo, Hawaii on the Radio.com app. A a Packers fan who is, quote, stuck there for the coronavirus uh, quarantine. And uh, we'll be home soon. So, uh, Sam, glad to have you. Thanks for uh, taking a listen to us. Michael says listening to us in Appleton and uh, on down from there. So, there you go. Um, We know, Gary, that uh, their top four needs, basically, wide receiver, offensive tackle, defensive tackle, and inside linebacker. You had mentioned tight end. How how much interest do you think there is in picking up yet another tight end for this team?
3: I think – they they have to they have to figure out how to get more production out of that position, right? I mean, so I think it's it's big for them. I mean, they they need to figure out, you know, they need a guy that can work the middle. They need a guy that can work those linebackers out. I mean, I think they have a blocking tight end. They just need a tight end that could be more dynamic within this offense with of what they want to do. And now I heard some rumblings that maybe Jay Sternberger can come back this year and be a move tight end for him. And move tight end would be a guy that can play in a slot, a guy that you can line up as, as a fullback, and then you release out in the flat. I mean, a move tight end means that you can also line up on the outside. So it feels like that's what they want to do with him. We know when he got him out of college, he was kind of a, a, a guy that could get down the field. So hopefully that he can do that but we don't know. We haven't seen him. I mean, I, I thought he played well the last month of the season, but I think we need to see more. I think most certainly when you look at the Packers and you look at the tight end spot, it's not what it used to be. I mean, if you look at the history of the Green Bay Packers and you start talking about Mark Chimura, you start talking about Keith Jackson, you start talking about Bubba Franks, I mean, Jermichael Finley. I mean, they've had a lot of good tight ends here, and right now we just kind of fallen on hard times since they lost Jermichael Finley.
2: Well, that's going to be my next question is we don't know what the Packers have in Sternberger right now. We know that Robert Tanyan is a guy that they like. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has talked about him time and again. We've seen that guy get open almost like a wide receiver at times. And he's obviously, uh, you know, caught some passes and caught some touchdowns. Uh, in the meantime, you look at a guy like Jay Sternberger, his big catch was in the NFC Championship game, but you don't know if, if, they're going to pan, you had mentioned Jermichael Finley. They haven't filled the bucket since Jermichael Finley had the neck injury and left. You know, they haven't found that quality right. guy. I mean, they, they've, they've tried with Mercedes, uh, Mercedes Lewis, uh, obviously, uh, they've tried with, uh, you know, Bennett, uh, you know, uh, obviously, and, and then you mentioned Jimmy Graham, but it's just nothing's really stuck and they have not had that productivity. The last time they had consistent red zone productivity, Jermichael Finley was that guy. But before that, the guy who was Mr. Touchdown was Bubba Franks. Right. That was the last time they had a guy that right. was consistent that's, that's that was just moving the sticks, you know?
3: Yes, yes, yes. And they and they missed it. I mean, I mean if you just think about Bubba Franks, I mean, we're going back a ways. But, I mean, right. I get it. And, and he wasn't as dynamic in the field. You're right. He was very dynamic around, uh, you know, the, the red zone area. And it, it will be great just to have that guy back. That still gives you an opportunity for other guys to get open in different spots if you're going to put all your, your energies towards him
2: uh so we are bringing you live coverage of the nfl draft the commissioner right now speaking to the masses doing a little bit of an interview from his home now i love it how he says he's in his basement it looks like he's in his office in downtown new york you know i mean his basement's a little well, bit different than my basement
3: well bill how much does he make a year doesn't he make about 40 million a year okay he, yeah he's yeah he he's at home yeah He's at home, but he's
2: got TVs by TVs by TV. I mean, yeah, it's he, just like, come yeah, on, man.
3: Yeah, man. yeah He made, fifty million. I mean, I mean, I, I just, I just tweeted out uh, my man Cove, and I saw yours, and it, it doesn't look anything like, uh, no, like where he's sitting right now.
2: No, no, not at all. Yeah, not yeah. at all. I, he's no, he's no, enjoying no. himself and basking in the glow of the money he makes and. And so there we there we go. But uh, nevertheless, I just thought I'd bring it up because I'm sitting here watching the watching the commissioner right now, and I'm like, that looks like a television set. Me, yeah. you know, I'm at home. I got the dogs here, and I got meat on the on the table next to me, and and I just got done grilling out and everything, and I'm just trying to scarf down some food before we get into this thing. And no, nah, right. he looks like he's got some uh, he's got some people. He probably woke up in that sweater today. He he probably sleeps in that thing. Um, <laughs> hey, you if and all I these I don't, guys
3: have been ready to go, Bill. But so have you and I. I mean. You know, if you think about, and I hate to get into this, but if you think about the world that we live in now, right? Right. We uh, we we are we have all been just waiting on this particular, you know, uh, time to come, something to break up the monotony and all those. And and that's what this is doing. I mean, we've been waiting on something to talk about. And we, we have, we've had a lot to talk about. But I think this draft brings some sort of normalcy back into our lives. And I, I just, you know, listen. There's going to be glitches. Right. We found that out. We, we found it out ourselves the hard way. Right. That mm-hmm. it's, it, we, we may go off ahead, but don't worry. We, we're coming right back. I mean, there, there's going to be glitches out there. But still, I think it's a great thing that the you know, if they pull this off in the right way where they're social distancing, they say they're not going to have more than 10 people within you know, you know, within these houses that these guys are going to be in, if they can do that, that would be great. Now we see one of these guys with a big party, 30, 40 people, they better get that guy off the camera.
2: Uh, yeah, exactly. If you got about 30, 40 people hanging around you right now, chances are your mom didn't squeeze out 38 kids and you're the 39th. You know what I mean? Right, so, right, right. <laughs> so, right. Uh, yeah, you're uh, absolutely right. Unless they're all holed up and self-quarantined together, uh, I would think that uh, that's that's not the way to go. Uh, a couple of guys of note, Gary, that uh, you know I'm getting a lot of uh, you know questions about. I guess is the best way to p- put it. Uh, J- uh, Javon Kinlaw, the kid out of uh, South Carolina. I would be shocked. Uh, the defensive tackle, great value for him sitting there at number 18. Uh, he's a highly ranked prospect, but there's a lot of people asking, would Kinlaw fall that far if there starts to be a run on wide receivers i can't see him getting past say 20 21 um there's a lot of talk about now the eagles have an interest in kenneth murray the linebacker out of oklahoma yeah. so whether or not they go in that direction we'll wait and see but i can't imagine that uh, that that he would that kinlaw would far that fall that far but if he does and he's the guy that's on the board when the Packers pick, you got to take him. I mean, just to, for Mark and Steve that were so, sitting here arguing about it on Twitter, you would have to take right. him at that point.
3: Right, and that's that's my other thing. Like, if you're thinking the Packers are going to move up, that's what they're moving up for. It's right. a defensive tackle. It's It's got to be a defensive player if they're looking to move up. It's not a quarterback. It's not Tua. <laughs> Please don't do that. But it's right. got to be either a defensive tackle or it's got to be the linebacker. You talked about Murray a little bit. Yeah, he's a three-down linebacker. I mean, he's on the field; he won't come off. So, and and they need. I think that he'd be a great compliment to Kirksky that they just signed to go along with him. So, I mean, I I like that. I'm I'm good with that. Uh, but you're gonna to get to what seventeen? This guy may go fifteen to for mm-hmm. Kinlaw. If you you're giving up a lot to go get that guy, and I don't know. I just haven't seen um, or known for Brian Gunacos to be that kind of a guy to do that. that. That will be big for the Packers. I don't know if they've ever did anything like that.
2: No, not that I can, uh, not that I can recall. Not to jump up that many spots. I mean, to yes. go up maybe one or two. Right. Yes, to fall back three or four. Yes, but not to jump up five to ten spots on something right. like that. Right. Uh, we are about a half an hour away from Cincinnati being officially announced as on the clock by the Commissioner of the NFL. It is the twenty twenty NFL Draft. It's brought to you by our good friends at Scholzey Beef. Sholze Family Beef, high quality pasture raised beef from their Wisconsin family farm right here in the upper Midwest to your family's table on the web at Sholze, S C H O L Z E. SholzeFamilyBeef.com. That's SholzeFamilyBeef.com. Stay tuned. We got a lot more coming up right after this. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
1: You're listening to the Green and Gold Draft Show on the Bill Michaels Radio Network, presented by Q Club of Wisconsin and Associated Builders and Contractors of Wisconsin Apprenticeship with Bill Michaels and former Packers and Badgers running back Gary Ellerson.
2: We are back in its live coverage of the 2020 NFL Draft. We are just a little bit, about 25, 20 minutes away, somewhere in that effect, maybe a little bit longer than that, actually, to get to the upper, upper portion of the broadcast and then to have the uh, commissioner officially open up the draft and put Cincinnati on the clock. So we will wait and see uh, what unfolds for Cincinnati if they do hang on to their first-round pick and take Joe Burrow, which in all likelihood they will, or if Miami indeed puts enough of a package together to entice Mike Brown and uh, his three-headed monster, as he calls it, of a general manager to then be able to, uh, to go ahead and trade away Joe Burrow and then take Tua later on. In the first round. I'm Bill Michaels alongside uh, and theoretically uh, only because we've got Gary Ellison in his abode, me and mine. Joe Zenzola, Radio Joe Zenzola behind the board uh, back in our Packers game day, or I should say our uh, game day studios. And uh, Sam Schmitz is back there as well and uh, doing all his stuff behind the glass and uh, keeping us on the air and doing everything uh, social media wise and internet wise. I want to say hi to Paulie listening to us in Wisconsin Rapids. I uh, got Mark listening to us in Hurley. I uh, got KB listening to us out in uh, Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, on the Radio. dot com app. Thanks to everybody for tuning in and taking a listen to us. And now's the time to do it. If you got a question, uh, you know, for Gary and I, give us a shout real quick because once we get into this coverage. Uh, this is going to be fast and furious as we've done this in the past. This one is from another Gary who says, Hey, guys, what do you think of Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver out of LSU? I really like him. Do you think that the Packers could end up reaching for him? Gary, uh, you and I had talked about this at the beginning of the show, that there are rumors the Packers want to, quote, be aggressive, which means they might want to move up. But if they're going to move up, chances are they're not taking a wide receiver. They're going to take somebody on the defensive prowess, whether it's tackle, offensive tackle, or defensive uh, inside linebacker. But uh, I, I got to be honest. I mean, I, I really love Justin Jefferson. If they get him, man, what a what a huge get! If indeed, but I only see them getting him if he falls to them, not if they jump up and get him. Correct?
3: Right. So because so, a lot of people got him going in the twenties. And Justin Jefferson is a wide receiver out of LSU. People didn't know he's junior. Uh, a lot of people got him going into 20s. And if if that's so, that's, I mean, you're, if it's 22, 20, I mean, that's like eight, you know, nine picks. Right. That may be attainable. I mean, and I like him and I like him a lot. It, you know, he's, he's a guy that can play either position for you outside or inside. got it runs a four, four, three. Um, I like him a lot, but, but. Most certainly, you're probably going to have to get in front of the Vikings to get him because they're looking to replace um, Diggs, and they they need a receiver too in a worse worse way.
2: Um, this is uh, from Jack, who says, "Why is Henry Ruggs not as highly rated over Justin Jefferson?" Now, depends on who you look at. I mean, Justin Jefferson's rated with a nine two nine rating, a nine five one rating for Henry Ruggs uh, because he ran a four two at the combine. I mean, the guy was just out of his mind. The problem is, is that he's under six foot. He's 5'11, 188, A little bit small, a little bit wiry, a little bit thin. So they would have to beef him up a little bit. How much speed does he lose if they do end up beefing him up a little bit? But it, it, for all intents and purposes, Justin Jefferson, at least according to our lad scouting services, rates a little bit lower than uh, than Henry Ruggs the third. Now, whether or not uh, you know Ruggs is rated Pro Football Weekly, he's rated as the fourteenth best player. Overall, Jerry Judy rated number seven. C.D. Lamb mm-hmm. rated number eight. When it comes to talent, mm-hmm. so he's actually rated higher in Pro Football Weekly as well. So, um, but we're talking about milliseconds here when you're when you're hundreds of a, of a second here when you're talking about the running right. capability. What I want to see right. is Gary, give me a football player, give me a guy that goes up and gets it. You know what I mean? That yes. has good hands and mm-hmm. catches it out in front.
3: Right. And they've got a lot of these guys in that draft. I mean, they, they do. The wide receivers they're loaded. Um, And they've got a lot of guys that can do a lot of different things for you. They have some outside receivers. But for the most part, I think they do have a lot of guys that can come in and inside and be a running back, be the, the slot guy for you. I mean, this is a very deep draft as far as receivers are concerned and mostly really what the Green Bay Packers need. You look at the Packers right now. All their guys are like 6'3", 6'4". I mean, you, you've you got St. Brown. He's coming back. We kind of forgot about him a little bit, so he'll be coming back. Uh, and he's another taller guy. I mean, D- D- Devontae Adams right now may be the smallest guy, and I think he's got to be about 6'1", 6'2". So they, they need a guy that can be a little bit more multiple in what they're doing and a guy that, they, that can operate out of slot. And also, I mean, they do have a return guy, but I still think they need – another return guy, or at least a guy that's capable of doing it, if someone gets hurt.
2: Saying hi to Kenny, uh, listening to us in Milwaukee on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Michael listening to us down in the south side of Chicago, and he is listening to us on the Radio.com app. John listening to us out in Madison on our fine affiliate out there, uh, The Zone out in Madison, great place. Uh, And then Pat listening to us, and uh, Pat is right now in Wisconsin Rapids. uh, And then hopefully I'm saying this right, Valentina is listening to us in Tomahawk. Tomahawk carrying us tonight as well, Tomahawk, Wisconsin. So thanks to everybody for listening to us all over. Uh, this is exciting, but I guess the looming question, Gary, is, and we have not even addressed the, uh, the 800-pound uh, elephant in the room, and that What's is, that, Bill? will there be a season? You know, I mean, <laughs> I know the commissioner yeah. said nothing is out of the realm of possibility, yeah. but it would be hard for me to imagine that if you can't have fans in the stands, it, do you think every player in the players association is going to sign off on saying, sure, we'd be, we'd love to be quarantined. And you know what I mean? I just, I don't, I don't know how they do all of that and still put a season on. And you, maybe if it just comes down to money and guys say, okay, you know what the heck with it, I'm taking off. I'm going to go do my thing. But, um, man, that's, I don't know how they're going to have a season if fans can't be in the stands.
3: Well, I mean, I, I still think they could have one. Um, but I think ultimately, Bill, they've got to find a cure. And if they don't find a cure, it's going to be – there's a lot of bad looks. There's a lot of bad looks on a lot of different levels. Here's here's what I'm saying. If you're seeing no fans in the stands, so that means that you don't have a cure, mm-hmm. and then you're saying to yourself that you're going to be administering these guys, these guys will be the NFL football players all these tests to make sure they're okay when you don't have enough tests to go around for average joes like you and I, I mean, that's, that's a bad look. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I just don't know how what that looks like and how all that's going to work. You know, I mean, it's just, but the NFL is, you're not talking about until like late July, if they really have to push this thing back and get going. So right now I don't think they have to worry about it. They don't have to worry about, I mean, they don't have to worry about OTAs right now because there probably won't be any. They don't have to worry about any of that stuff. I mean, right now, all the pressure is on Major League Baseball and the NBA. All the pressure is probably on the NBA more so than any other sports right now to try to finish up a season. But the NFL has an opportunity where it's not until late July where they have to really make a decision on something. So hopefully... You know, two or three months from now, Bill, hopefully we have some sort of answer on where we are uh, with this COVID-19.
2: Um, uh, let's see here. Let's do this. Um, this is from West Fenn. West Fenn West Fen wants to know, hey, guys, uh, level of importance. You keep talking about the trenches. Do you feel it's more important to get somebody, as an, somebody like an offensive tackle uh, or a defensive tackle as opposed to Aaron Rodgers a weapon? I, I'm i a big believer, Gary, in the trenches. You know it all starts up front on yeah. both sides of the ball. Yeah. You get a good defensive tackle and he keeps guys off the linebacker. The linebacker becomes that much better. Suddenly the pass rush is better. It's a trickle-down effect. I, I believe a defensive tackle and an offensive tackle um, – it's a little bit easier to come into the league and start and be productive than it would be, say, as a wide out or, or something to that effect. Because right. we saw Brian Balaga step in in his year that he had to take over from Mark Tauscher. They go on to win a Super Bowl. Right. Uh, we've seen guys like B.J. Raji have a successful season as a nose tackle, uh, and they go on to win a Super Bowl in his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, as a wide receiver, it's it's tough to come in and not only learn it all, but then to gain the trust of your uh, of your of your quarterback along the way, which is one of the reasons they probably brought in Funchess because that's mm-hmm. another guy that's been there done that. But mm-hmm. as far as the impact player that can have the most, um, well, impact right away, is it a lineman, Gary? Do you think uh, if they go in that direction as far as more uh, value at the top of the draft, or do you think you just, uh, or do you think it could be a wide receiver?
3: I think if you're looking for the most impactful player, like right now that can come in because because we just talked about this bill and here's another thing we, if you're saying okay if, if this if this is going to last for a long time and we don't know and these guys these rookies they can't get in they they can't get in they can't work out they don't know the playbook they can't there's a couple positions that you can draft right now that you don't have to worry about a guy to learn a whole heck of a lot one will build running back just give him mm-hmm. football yeah run to the right one Now, you're going to have to know the protections in that, but for the most part, if it's Jonathan Taylor, just give him the football. He's smart enough to figure it out. And you've got another running back that you can bring in on the passing downs to make all that stuff with Aaron Jones. I'm just saying. So, if you're saying what is the easiest would be to me, if you're at 30 and Jonathan Taylor is there at 30, he'd be the easiest guy to plug in your offense and play from day one where you don't have to teach him a whole heck of a lot. The second position is defensive lineman. C ball, go get ball. You got A, B, C gap. That's it. You don't have to worry about anything else. Now, outside those two positions, quarterback, receiver, tight end, those guys are gonna be on the same page with Aaron Rodgers, right? Offensive lineman, he's got to know what the left, the, the, the left guard's doing, the guy next to him, the center's gotta make all the calls. That's so convoluted. You're never gonna get an offensive line to do that day one. Uh, If you're looking at linebacker, all right, so he's got to know the calls with the the guy that's standing beside him. He's got to know the defense, how to set it up, or at least where to be. You've got multiple fronts. Where do I line up at? The offense dictates where you're going to be. That's way too much. If you're looking at the secondary and the corners, we're playing nickel. We're playing dime. Who's got this guy? But we're not in cat coverage. So, to me, if you're just saying, what are the easiest positions where we don't have to worry about a guy coming to training camp, to me is running back and his defensive lineman.
2: Let's do this. We're going to go and take a quick break. We're about uh, 13 minutes away from the top of the hour. And then we're going to get the announcement from the commissioner that the 2020, albeit a little bit weird, NFL draft is going to get underway. And then that will put the Cincinnati Bengals officially on the clock. You are listening to the draft coverage on the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network for the NFL Draft, brought to you by our friends at Q Club of Wisconsin, serving their full lunch and dinner menu, plus Sunday breakfast for curbside takeout, even pre-mixed cocktails to go. How about that? Visit them on yes. Facebook. Go to Q Club of Wisconsin, Q Club of Wisconsin, Grandview Boulevard in Walker. Waco- There you have it. More of your 2020 NFL Draft with Gary Ellerson. I'm Bill Michaels. Radio Joe Zenzola, and Sam Schmitz. We got you covered right after this. Wisconsin Wide, the Bill Michaels
1: Sports Talk Network. You're listening to the Green and Gold Draft Show on the Bill Michaels Radio Network. Presented by ABC Audio Video and West Bend Sausage Plus. With Bill Michaels and former Packers and Badgers
2: running back Gary Ellerson. We are brought to you by the Associated Builders and Contractors of Wisconsin Apprenticeship. Chris said he, uh, he's he got us all the information, and uh, that's from our friends at Associated Builders and Contractors of Wisconsin, the Apprenticeship. So uh, we uh, want to wel- welcome them on board as one of our fine, fine sponsors. Also, ABC Audio Video brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment simply done right on the web at abcaudiovideo.com. Uh, joining us now, uh, Gary Ellison, uh, uh, figuratively alongside, I'm Bill Michaels, but joining us now, Mike Clemens from NFL Serious Radio. Michael, how you doing, buddy?
4: I'm okay. I'm, I'm going old school, Green Bay draft day. I got uh, cold cuts, I got uh, sliced cold cheeses, cut. you know, and, uh, and a veggie tray, and it's it's like I'm uh, hanging with my, uh, my guy, Lee Remmel, and we're ready to go.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. So, well, you are old school. When you said cold cuts, I I was cold thinking cuts. back on that one. Yeah, cold cuts on that one. So, um, so Mike, Mike, I got to ask you. Uh, give me your thoughts uh, on this first round and impact players in which direction you think the Packers could possibly go. I
4: think it's going defense. You know, man, you watch that tape of those two er games. My gosh, and and I'm in agreement with what Gary Ellerson said uh, earlier in the week about you know how about defensive line. Um you know, that's got to be addressed somewhere in there. <clears throat> and the inside linebacker, Blake Martinez taking the money and going to the Giants, he pretty much knew that the Packers thought he could get that money on the market and they were going to move on. They need Oren Brooks to step up. Step up. And uh, so, you know, inside linebacker, they've got to address, uh, I think, fairly early. And I think there's plenty of wide receivers they can deal with later on. You know, um, offensive line, I found this to be an interesting observation. You know, Rick Wagner comes in from West Dallas and the Badgers. uh, He's okay at right tackle for the Detroit Lions. Um, That could be suspect. And I thought an interesting thing that's been going on is, you know, Lane Taylor's still on this roster. And so that means you've got this veteran left guard, now a backup that they're going to pay, I guess, $4 million for. So if right tackle doesn't work out, if Wagner gets hurt, if he can't hold it up, and we know that Alex Leitner, you know, I don't know if they're bringing back Jared Valdear. The 32-year-old did a good job when Balaga got sick. Uh, he played right tackle pretty good against the Seahawks in that playoff game. That they could move Elton Jenkins uh, from left guard, who had a tremendous rookie season at left guard, and then you got a veteran like Lane Taylor to fill in. Um, so that might be what they're thinking is at offensive line, and yet still you know, they can use a later pick in this draft to draft and develop for the offensive line.
2: The uh, the wide receiver position, Mike, uh, we, we both know is is something where Aaron Rodgers has to trust you. Geronimo Allison didn't earn that trust, and he's now gone. You're waiting for Marquez Valdez-Scantling to step up. You're going to get Equinemia St. Brown, what I would consider to be probably your best, Uh, you know option at slot receiver so you tell me uh, where they need to go with wide receivers how high in this draft and how many
4: well they that's it i mean they really they need to get back to a true slot receiver i'll tell you a story we were standing at jordy's locker five six years ago and there was a kid in camp that would come in the seventh round that was catching everything in sight that was built as almost as big as jordy nelson And we were getting excited about it, and Jory's like, simmer down, okay? (laughs) You know, this is Green Bay. When you become a receiver here, you'll be playing special teams for a year or two, and maybe you'll get on the field and start running routes by year three. It's what happened to me. That's what – and he named off all these other receivers, Devontae, et cetera. Now, the guy he was talking about was Jeff Janis, who never did get to that level of trust. So what I'm saying is this – it's a new day, though. Is Matt Lafleur going to be the same way with a r- rookie receiver? If they use a first-round pick or a second-round pick, is he going to be more open? And, and is Aaron Rodgers going to change his attitude about that? Um, if they can get a talented young player to go along with Funchess and Devontae Adams, you know. And but yeah, MVS. I mean, he, he's really he's really got to step it up right now.
2: Well, that's gonna be the question going into next season is which guys can and kind of take that next step. The other guy that was drafted in the same draft with him is and I know we got a run, but Oren Burks is that other guy that we're looking to step up as well. Mike, great stuff as always. Enjoy the cold cuts. <laughs> okay, boys. <laughs> cold cuts. Cold cuts. How we looking. Gary Ellison alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. We got Radio Joe's in Zola. You saw Radio Joe's post with him and Sam Schmitz back in our game day studios. So we appreciate everything that they're doing back there. We are just getting ready for the announcement, as the commissioner will say, welcome to the 2020 NFL Draft, and he will put Cincinnati on the clock first. Will it be Joe Burrow to Cincinnati, or is there a move in the making? We're going to start our draft coverage live, pick-by-pick draft coverage of the 2020 NFL Draft coming up next.